This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Today's show is sponsored by Acura. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay, second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Tuesday, T-Boy, Tuesday, October 17th. And today's pod, today's pod is the best one yet. It's a T-Boy. It's T-Boy Tuesday, but are you wearing violet today? I am. I kind of went a couple shades up. I rounded up on the colors, Jack. Or is that lavender? It's like taking slamming salmon and mixing it with hand soap. I heard your shirt smells like lavender, too. I wish it did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to die for. Jack, first story for today's lovely scented show. Saturday Night Live isn't being watched on Saturday or at night, and it's definitely not watched live. Yeti's SNL isn't a TV show anymore. It's... A YouTube show. For our second story, there's one car company that everyone knows that's never had a commercial. Only one. It's Tesla. Tesla. Elon used to market cars for free on Twitter, but now he's preaching to the choir. And our third and final story, we just got two conflicting stats about how you're spending your night outs these days. More people than ever are having dinner at 5 p.m. And yet more people than ever are partying after 11. Could be two different people. Could be one really (laughs) weird person, Jack. (laughs) With a really long after-dinner routine (laughs) pre-party. It's probably our buddy, Timmy. But yet he's before. Before we hit that wonderful mix. A perfect, wild mix of stories today. If you got a medal, hold on to it. Grab yourself some gold, Yetis. Because the International Olympic Committee just announced the five new sports that are officially coming to the 2028 Games. Get this, the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics Committee wants to make it the biggest Olympics ever. This is really exciting. There are five freaky new competitions to the world's biggest sports stage. The first new sport coming to the Olympics is cricket. Cricket, it's officially an Olympic sport. Makes sense. They got a billion fans worldwide. It's taken this long because Americans don't know a wicket from a lollipop. No, we don't. And second new sport is lacrosse. Lacrosse is officially an Olympic sport. Big moment for you, Nick. Congratulations. I feel seen, Jack. I feel seen. (laughs) Ground balls do win games. Now, if the legendary Iroquois Nation doesn't get a gold medal, I think the whole sport's rigged. Jack, pop your collars on the podium. This is the biggest thing for Flo since the cabbage. Yetis, even flag football 
is going to be in the Olympics in 2028. Flag football, two-hand touch, shirt skins. We think it's skin shirts. I feel seen. Tim Tebow, this is your moment. But Yetis, that's not all. There are two other sports also coming to the next Olympic Games. Squash is going to be an Olympic sport. And baseball and softball are back in the Olympics too. But Yetis, Nick and I think, why stop there? Why are we only doing sports that are real sports right now? How about, you're it. Freeze tag, Olympic sport. How about spike ball? Maybe a little pickleball? Competitive laundry folding? Competitive cosmetics? Or should we just turn the cooking shows into an Olympic sport, Nick? Bobby Flay of America versus the Great British Bake Off. How about we pull a squid game? Red light, green light in the Olympics. Yetis, if you have got a sports idea for the Los Angeles Olympics, we want to hear it. Quidditch is definitely in the mix. And Canada is definitely <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> Let's hit our three stories. Hit us up at T-Boy Pod. Let's hit our three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. For our first story, Saturday Night Live just held its first episode in six months, and we noticed something interesting. SNL isn't a TV show anymore. It's a YouTube show. But first, Jack, actually, Adam, maybe you want to play like a little like generic jazz. <laughs> Live from Nick and Jack Studios, it's Saturday night. Oh, baby. Oh, wait, no, it's Tuesday morning. It's actually Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning. It's like 6 a.m. for most people. They're commuting, Jack. <laughs> Yeti's the number one live comedy show in America, returned for its 49th season, hosted this weekend by none other than Pete Davidson. Musical guest, Ice Spice. Yeah, but there was also a cameo on Saturday night, wasn't there, Jack, from the royal couple? Harry and Meghan? No, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeti's for nearly 50 years, SNL has been the comedy show that you got to see on TV, live, on live TV, with the highest live TV viewing. <laughs> But according to new data, SNL is not a TV show at all anymore. No. It's a YouTube show. Get this, besties. Saturday Night Live only gets 4 million views per episode on TV. How's it do on YouTube, though? I'm so glad you asked, Jack. Saturday Night Live gets 56 million monthly views on YouTube. Now, that's not apples to apples comparison exactly. But it's clear, SNL is watched way more on YouTube than it is on TV. Jack, I'm going to need more cowbell for those stats. <laughs> it's watched about four times as much on YouTube than it is on TV by our monthly calculations. Yetis, Jack and I got curious, so we jumped in T-Boy style. Get this. In the last 48 hours since Pete Davidson hosted SNL, his cold open video has racked up 1.3 million views on YouTube. The Weekend Update skit with Michael Che had 2 million views on YouTube. And here's the thing, Yetis. Once you see those clips on social, you end up sharing them and they can grow way faster than anything on TV. They rack up more and more views as time goes by. Case in point, Jack, what happened just last spring on SNL? After Pedro Pascal hosted SNL in March, he did that Mario Kart parody. It was great. It has 14 million views today, six months later. Yetis, it was watched 4 million times on TV and has 14 million views on YouTube. And SNL is not just posting their clips on YouTube. Right, that would be easy. They're optimizing the show 
for that platform. SNL doesn't throw all their clips on YouTube at once. They space them out throughout the day to optimize for the algorithm. And they pull a Mr. Beast by testing thumbnails and testing titles that perform best. To optimize for the algorithm. SNL's not SNL anymore, is it, Jack? <laughs> no, Jack. It's not live, it's not from New York, and it's not on Saturday night. <laughs> it's Tuesday from your couch, and you're swiping it on TikTok. You're watching SNL on Sunday during the day, a day late. <laughs> On, on TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> or YouTube. So, Jack, I got a prescription and it calls for more takeaways. So, no, what's dude, the take? No, I got a disease. I got a disease. And the only prescription is more takeaway. So, Jack, I got a disease. <laughs> and the only prescription <laughs> is more takeaway. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Comcast, NBC, and SNL? Don't confuse the secondary for the primary. Yeti's SNL isn't the only TV show that's secretly bigger on YouTube than on TV. It's not the only one optimizing its content specifically for YouTube and TikTok either. Yeah, other TV shows like Shark Tank, Key and Peele, and every late night TV talk show host, they're doing the same exact thing. All those shows are seeing bigger numbers today on YouTube and TikTok than they did in their peak TV primes. What was once the secondary source of TV content, digital platforms, is now the primary source of their content. TV, it can give a show cultural relevance and legitimacy. But YouTube and TikTok, they give them a reach far beyond TV's analog capability. So TV shows, they should know. It's okay that their secondary market becomes their primary market. Don't confuse the secondary for the primary. For our second story, there is one car company that everyone knows, but they've never had a commercial. It's Tesla. Elon's always avoided paid ads, but that strategy is not working anymore. No, it is not. Yetis, today at lunch, we got a little icebreaker you can share. Here's what you can ask everyone sitting next to you. What industry spends the most money on advertising in America? Is it the insurance industry? They spend a ton. Jake from State Farm, Flo from Progressive. Even a caveman can do it, Jake. <laughs> I don't know, man. Or is it pharmaceuticals? They are on every NFL commercial. Call your doctor if this podcast lasts longer than four <laughs> hours. But the U.S. auto industry, Yetis, they spend $20 billion a year in America on advertising. $20 billion. That's four lifts. We're talking built for tough. Like a rock. The Mercedes holiday sales event with the giant red ribbon. The December to remember Mercedes holiday sales event. Oh, great, Jack. Another ad of another Jeep climbing another rock on another mountain. And yet, despite the car industry's obsession with TV commercials, Tesla has never spent a single dollar on an ad. Yetis, that's what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. Why is Tesla just not into advertising, even though every one of its competitors is obsessed with advertising? The reason? Tesla's always got plenty of positive attention for free. Tesla, they got more earned media than any other brand out there. And why is that, Jack? Because the world's richest man loves to tweet, and we love looking at what he tweets. I mean, yet he's just jumping to the numbers here. Elon's Twitter account, it's got 100 million followers. Historically, that was free advertising for Tesla. And thanks to that earned media from Elon's tweets, Tesla has sold a quarter trillion dollars worth of Teslas through today. But we just noticed a problem happening with Tesla, and so did their investors. Demand for Tesla has slowed, and so has the desire to read Elon's tweets. And so Tesla's had to do one thing that companies hate doing most of all. Cut prices for their key product. Tesla has cut the prices of the average Tesla car by 20% in the past year. 
That's a big profit hit. Which brings us to this news. A growing number of vocal investors are urging Elon to stop cutting prices and do something obvious instead. Yeah, they're saying, hey, Elon, can you call our friends over at CBS and just do a 30-second piece or two? Call Jake from State Farm, borrow him for a couple hours, do a Tesla ad. Somewhere, Elon, there's a gecko who wants to drive an electric car. Yeah, it is. Tesla announces their quarterly earnings tomorrow. They're probably going to show that their profit margins are way down from last year thanks to all those price cuts. Instead of cutting prices, Tesla could just do what every other car company does. Showcase how cool Teslas are to drive demand through ads. And now a quick message from Jack and me. <laughs> that's a takeaway for Tesla. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Tesla? Tesla has to stop preaching to the choir and start converting instead. Yetis. For years, Tesla enjoyed a wait list. There was so much demand for Teslas, you just couldn't even get one. Like, I have a Model Y. It took us seven months to get that Model Y. But Nick is an EV early adopter. He was excited about innovation, and like the rest of Tesla's Today owners, was excited to electrify. Yeah, we saw the amazing features Tesla offers through Elon's tweets, but most of the world doesn't see those tweets anymore. And that's a huge problem, because most of the world, that's who Tesla wants to sell to. Their goal is to reach 20 million new car sales per year. Now, here's the interesting thing, besties. A price cut and an ad, they both cost the company money and they both drive sales to that company. But they reach different people. Exactly. A price cut attracts Tesla fans. An ad can reach non-Tesla fans. And that's who Tesla has to reach right now non-Tesla fans. And that is why it's time for Tesla to stop preaching to the choir and start converting the non-believers instead. With an ad on SNL. That'll end up on YouTube. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her? It's protect her. Yeah, it's like that it's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we'll that. Listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 500. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy-to-use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. And Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So, Yetis, start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work. For our third and final story, this one's wild. We just got two surprising and conflicting data points about your weekends. So Nick and I are going to talk about the new party economy. But yet, before we jump into the story, let's take a moment and reflect on your weekend. How was your weekend, by the way, Jeff? We had dinner in the Valley, and then we had drove home while Wilder watched Pixar on the iPad. Not too shabby. That's good. That's good. 
Brooks was crying next to him. It's not. That's less shabby. That's less shabby. No, we had a great weekend. Okay, that's great. We had a great weekend. Yeah, we'd go. We'd have fun one out. Wild night on Friday. Long morning on Tuesday. Really? Yeah, here's the first statistic. The most popular new restaurant reservation out there. What is it, Jack? The early bird special. The early bird special. Because according to Resi reservation data, 5 p.m. is the fastest growing dinner reservation in America. Meanwhile, typical primetime reservations like 7, 7.30, 8, 8.30, 9. Classics. Those are all down from pre-pandemic. Yetis, Americans are going out like a retiree from Florida. Del Boca Vista, baby. You're finishing dinner. It's still light outside. Now, I have to plead I'm guilty here, Nick. Alex and I, with the boys, we try to eat before they go to bed. Remember that time you had a 4.30 dinner, but it was really kind of a late <laughs> lunch and I caught you? And Molly said, you go to bed at 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you need to round up on that dinner. <laughs> Yetis, that's the first shocking bit of data. But here's the second. We got another statistic, this time for MasterCard. Get this. MasterCard says there's a midnight party pop right now. According to Americans' credit card swiping, Late night spending is up 11% in New York City compared to pre-pandemic. Specifically, spending from 11 p.m. until 5 a.m. is higher now than at any point in history. Now, New York City was already the city that never sleeps. Yeah, you already did the midnight dancing at Bowery Electric, then the 2 a.m. slice at Joe's Pizza with a visit to Southside and maybe a kebab by 4 a.m. You've never been to Southside. I, I couldn't get in. <laughs> But now, apparently, New York City's sleeping even less, according to MasterCard. So, Jack, let's whip out the whiteboard and add up this situation for a second. We're going out to dinner earlier than we ever have. Right. But we're staying out partying later than we ever have? <laughs> we're like, we're hitting the early bird buffet, but then we're doing bottle service at the club? Are we really doing both of those things? Really? You sure about that? I don't think so, actually. Let's talk about our takeaways. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies who are everyone in the economy? Two things can be true at the same time. Now, Yetis, if we were back in business school statistics class, we would chop up this data. We'd like break it down by age and demographics and geographies and like figure out the correlations. But we can't do it now because we have two different data sets from two different providers. But what Jack and I do know is that two things can be true at the same time. It looks like some Americans are using work from home flexibility to eat dinner earlier without a commute, maybe with their kids. While other Americans are living like dinkwads and revenge spending after two years of COVID. <laughs> making up for two years of no partying, they're making up hard. <laughs> so Yetis, the enduring legacy of the pandemic is different on different groups of people. We're calling it the new party economy. It's a tale of two extremes. Because two things can be true at the same time. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for T-Boy Tuesday? SNL episodes are watched about 4 million times live on Saturday night, four times that much on YouTube. SNL is not a TV show. It's a YouTube show now. Its secondary market became its primary. For our second story, Tesla's devotion to never buying ads is being tested right now. Tesla needs to stop preaching to the choir and start converting non-believers instead. And our third and final story, two different data are telling us two different things. The five o'clock dinner res is hotter than ever. So is late night partying. It's the new party economy, a tale of two extremes, because two things can be true at the same time. You're either getting a five o'clock dinner reservation and going to bed at 8.30. Or you're getting Mezcal Negronis in the back of Tosca at 1 a.m. <laughs> Full disclosure, my latest nights out are always when I'm with Nick. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're having a 
blast with it. Yetis, whichever one you are, or maybe you're both, hit us up at T-Boy Pod. We're running a poll right now. Early Bird Jack or Midnight Party Nick? (laughs) But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, President Biden said on 60 Minutes that Hamas must be removed, but there needs to be a path to a Palestinian state. In the meantime, nearly 3,000 Palestinians are now dead as Israel continues its retaliation. There are discussions about getting humanitarian aid into Gaza right now. But the siege on the city, it just continues to take a heavy, heavy toll. And second, Rite Aid. The not-quite-Walgreens drugstore brand, based in Philadelphia, just filed for bankruptcy. Rite Aid is buried in debt, and it also is paying for big opioid settlements. And finally, Ferrari is going to start doing something we never thought they'd do. They're going to start accepting crypto. You can now buy a brake pad with Bitcoin. Because the only thing more impressive than buying a Ferrari is buying it with Doge. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Ryan Olhausen from lovely Augusta, Georgia. Push and play. Hello, besties and yetis. For Nuclear Science Week, which is celebrated internationally during the third week in October, I present the following fact. One pellet of uranium, which is about one inch long, contains as much energy as one ton of coal, 120 gallons of oil, or 17,000 cubic feet of natural gas. I don't know which is most impressive, the comparison to oil, coal, or natural gas. One inch of uranium has that much energy. That is, oh my God, it's like unobtainium. What's this thing got, like 238 protons? I actually have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yetis, you look fantastic for T-Boy Tuesday. And remember, if you have a sixth Olympic sport that they should add, hit us up at T-Boy Pod. And if you love getting to the restaurant at five before the crowd comes in... (laughs) Hit us up at T-Boy Pod, too. Or if you enjoy a 5 a.m. on a Tuesday evening. Can I get a table for two adults, one high chair, one booster seat right over there by the corner? Crowns. Yeah, crowns. Or if you like an empanada at 3.30 in the morning, hit us up at T-Boy Pod. Nick and I, we'll see you tomorrow. Can't wait. And before we go, a congratulations to Chris Prout, who ran a 5K, a mile, and a marathon all in one weekend. That is over 30 miles of running in Detroit. You ran a mile? You wanted a little extra. (laughs) (laughs) And a happy birthday to legendary Yeti Alex Burns from Lincoln, Massachusetts, just outside Boston. Happy 38th birthday to Steve Rapepi over in Cleveland. The Rome on the Lake. And Joe Malero, happy birthday down in Lugoff, South Carolina. And happy 26th birthday to Paulina Serna over in Santa Cruz. She's not eating cake. She's eating flan. And Kayla Gilmore is celebrating a birthday with the Jurassic Park movie marathon in Nevada, California. Not too shabby. Nature finds a way. And happy birthday to Uma Lee, celebrating with her pet turtle and her pet cat down in Wilmington, Delaware. And congratulations to Macy Damdock, who's turning into a teenager over in Rochester. She was actually supposed to be born on October 13th, but she failed on National Failure Day 13 years ago and was born a few days later. What a legend. Failing by learning by birthing. That sounds like a college essay. This is Jack. I own stock of Ford, and Nick and I still own a Bitcoin each. It's a Bitcoin named Ben. You look great. La- lavender over there? Violet? I'm going it's with lavender. lavender. It's lavender. Yeah. It's lavender. <laughs> 
It's lavender scented too. I actually had a lavender scented ice cream the other day. I was like, I don't know what it is. There's something about this that tastes. And Molly was like, like soap. And I was like, yeah, I guess it tastes like soap. <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. I want to quickly tell you about the show Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam From Wondery, Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within OpenAI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.